Okay, welcome back to the r slash Denver Broncos subreddit podcast. I am XD Caboose, or Chris, joined by the other co-host, Uppercut of Justice, and our two guests, Julian, also known as Pine Dog One, and Rock X Walker. Uh, today, we'll be talking about a potential roster for the Denver Broncos. Uh, Uppercut, you have anything that you want to add real quick to the beginning? Nah. Okay, sounds good. Then uh, I guess we can just get started with the offense then, and then uh, we'll make our way through those positions and then hit the defense after that. Does that sound good? Yes. Sure. <laughs> this is starting out great. I'm trying to hand it off, and you didn't take it whatsoever. You, kept, you, kept using, you said we, and you already, you already said that you were just going to do the intro and bounce like the price is right. You didn't yeah. do it right, Chris, and Whatever. I know that we didn't practice, but I am upset. Are we wanting to redo this, or never. do we want... We never okay. take two takes. I just thought it'd be funny if I said we and then never spoke again the entire episode. It would have been funny, but it led me to confusion, and now I'm <laughs> flustered and yelling. <laughs> we'll just cut all of this out. We'll I never. I never cut anything out. <laughs> all right, That's yeah, fair. So, so... Like the uh, bodiless announcer said, we're going to be doing uh, roster predictions. And um, I really don't care if we start with the offense. I guess we can. I guess uh, the the disembodied voice of Chris gets to dictate what I do on my show. Um, but, yeah, we've got Rockwalker here, and we've got Pine Dog returning, um, who I don't know if Pine Dog listens regularly. You are no longer my uh, my most mortalist of enemies. Who's Clellan. Clellan Farrell. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But we are doing roster breakdowns. We might try to make it a shorter episode than it normally is. Maybe I talk even faster and then with less direction than I normally do. Um, who wants to go first? I'll go. Who are you? I'm Julian. Pine. This is okay. Pine. Okay. You can, you can, we can guess. tell me. All guests exactly the same to me. I think, like, probably the first position, because I think this is probably the least, like, controversial for the picks, is going to be quarterback. I mean, like, in a normal year, this would probably just be two players, Drew Locke and Jeff Driscoll. But I feel like given, like, the uncertainty with, with COVID and the possibility that your starter and backup, you know, could be out with, with uh, coronavirus during the week, quarterback is a lot harder of a position to just take somebody off the street, put them in, and immediately expect them to start working. So I think it's going to be um, Drew Locke, Jeff Driscoll, and Brett Rapian making the final roster. So all three of the ones we currently have in camp. Hmm. I'm never sold, even in the midst of a pandemic, that three quarterbacks on a roster is ever justified. Yeah. Okay. I well, mean, what a, I would like... What a contention. Yeah, no, I would like... Like, if this was a normal year, absolutely. I, I don't think there's much reason to keep a third quarterback on your roster. I think you just you, you stash somebody on the practice squad. Just that's it. But I just I think this year it's just going to be commonplace around the league. Um, and I mean, even like with right being, I know a couple of years ago I really liked him coming out of college. Uh, obviously, he fell a lot further than expected, and so far has not. Uh, been living up to my expectations, but I do think he, he has the possibility to be a long-term backup for us. Um, I think he's a very smart quarterback, so I not necessarily like think of him as just, oh, he's just your fourth corner. I think he does have some sticking power for the future, obviously not as a starter, but I do think he's got a chance for that. 
I guess, Brock, you got anything that, uh, you want to say about the quarterbacks? Um, not really. I have Rippin on the practice squad. Mm. What doesn't happen on the practice squad that would happen outside of the practice squad? Like, the, the, the purpose not to have a third person on there is because you don't think that within the span of one game, both your two quarterbacks would go down, right? Like, what, what is the practice squad not doing that he would be benefited by not being on it? Uh, I think, don't quote me on this, because I have not done any research on this. As um, is tradition. For yeah. The this, this, this sub and this podcast, and most fans. I'm pretty sh- I, I think there's a deadline for when the players from the practice squad, like, can be promoted to the game day roster, I think. So I think that's kind of like the thing there, like if before the game, both Locke and Driscoll uh, test positive, but I'm not sure on that. Did you guys just see Chris's update? Nothing coached by other teams. Oh yeah, yes, that as well. That that is also that is also yeah, recently. Which I mean, I can't imagine Ripien is like a insanely high valued target, but you could see a, a team, especially if, if there are injuries, just wanting to take him. As uh, a, a possibility there. I mean, I think for most for most teams, the predominant thing is going to be, you know, obviously the coronavirus. But I think there are benefits of having right being on the roster. Hmm. Well, I I didn't make one as I told you guys, and I'll never make one because that sounds boring. But I will be reading the one Aaron left for me. He bequeathed, he handed down to me in his absence. He only has the two quarterbacks, Driscoll and Locke, and. Chris's little tidbit about not being poached from the practice squad is compelling now. And this isn't my list, so I am feeling like Aaron made a mistake not having Ripien. But that's yeah. mostly my performative antipathy towards Aaron, I think. <laughs> well, since supporting my opinion on this, I'm going to say that is an accurate way of thinking and that we should uh, go with it. Rock, do you, do you feel that's a good way? Or do you, you want to stand by two? Uh, yeah, I guess it's fine. I mean, Pat Shermer has his sideline speed dial that he could call up if we ever get in a pinch, so. Hmm. We could also, um, I don't think Brandon Allen has a job right now if push comes to shove. Which, I mean, it wasn't the same offensive scheme, obviously, but. I think like, Allen's on the Bengals now. Oh, did they sign him? Pine, you've got to do research. You're the <laughs> one. You're the one who goes and and scolds people in uh oh, yeah the Bengals signed NFL draft. <laughs> well, see, I found out about this podcast like an hour ago, so that's my defense. Yeah, but you should just be like a walking uh, amateur encyclopedia of everything <laughs> that I have questions and contentions about. Ah, understandable. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, so I still don't want it because. It's just not. It doesn't. It doesn't fit neatly into my headspace. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll believe they're fake little bubbles, and I'll I'll keep the I'll keep with Aaron's and go quarterback just lock and just Driscoll, and you can have your three and and not have five tight ends later on, and you'll regret it. I also, I also have five tight ends on my roster. We'll get to that. Okay, I guess we'll move on to the next position then. Uh, uh, backs? Do we want to do backs? I would go for any backs next, yeah. Okay. Rock, what do you got? Uh, I have Gordon, Lindsey, Freeman, and Beck as the fullback. 
a full fullback? Uh, yeah. Do you do you would you expect him to like play in a Janovich role or just be like an H back or line up as a tight end frequently or occasionally? Well, yeah, probably mostly fullback and H back, but I guess sometimes a tight end and like maybe a goal line formation. Pine, what are your thoughts? Uh, I had the same uh, running backs as he did. I have a 3.5 running back scored in Lindsey Freeman. And then I have back kind of splitting, like as we were saying, the tight end and then fullback role. I mean, obviously we know Shermer doesn't really use fullbacks, but he's going to, but he's probably going to be using them on some plays. And that's something Beck can provide for us. And I'll, and just on top of that, he has some experience in the system where recently than um, like anybody, if we want to send him off the street. Um, what experience in what system? Uh, you know what? We're, cut that. I completely forgot that they change offensive coordinators. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, back, like, there's the kind of that flexibility. You'd mostly be having on the roster, I would say, as a tight end. But the fact that he can play as a fullback if they chose to do that, like, that is something that not really any of the other tight ends on a roster can really say. So, um, I, I think I know Rock has seen it. I don't know if you've seen it, Pine. I fully fully disagree with the idea that Beck can and should be playing fullback or even H-back on this team. Uh, I don't think he has a place on this team, and uh, I'm upset that I, I have to unleash it this early and not when we get to the actual tight end group. I cannot wait to see what five tight ends you have on your roster, Ben. <laughs> I don't have five tight ends. I thought you did! No! <laughs> Okay. Al Albright hinted at the idea that they might carry five tight ends, uh, but yeah. I don't know how grounded in reality that is. But as far as Beck goes, in a fullback role, um, when compared to Janovich, the yards per carry uh, of the run game went down fairly dramatically, uh, which could be, I guess, several factors, but since it correlated pretty closely with Janovich's departure... Um, from you know the starting lineup, I feel like we can assume he had something to do with it. So I'm not sold on his blocking powers or prowess. And given that Shermer's likely going to be spending a lot of time putting the offense in eleven personnel, I don't see the point in carrying a like okay at best person at a dedicated fullback or even something that's going to be blocking and somebody who isn't really a proven receiver outside of just a couple or a few catches by lock. I would say with that, I mean, the thing is, if, if they really wanted to use a, a fullback in this offense, we wouldn't have traded Janovich. Um, so I'm... And I, also, when, when and I, I've seen this earlier, when Shermer has used a role, or the fullback role, it's always been a back. Yeah. Uh, so, but, uh, so I, I, like, I get that Beck might have a soft spot in a lot of people, and I'm not accusing either of you of, of like, just emotionally picking Beck, but... Uh, Beck gets touted a lot more than I think he ought to in the offense, and I feel like that's largely because he's tied to the ascension of Locke when nobody else could catch a football on the team. Mm. Yeah, I would say if we're if we're keeping on the roster, we're not keeping on because oh oh he has the um because of his fullback prowess. I would say we're keeping on kind of his potential at tight end, which I agree with that. I don't think he I do think he's probably at this point getting a little not overhyped because I don't think anybody's like expecting any anything to, uh, too insane from him. But I think people are um, kind of like, yeah, that association that, oh, if he's on the roster, Locke is going to be doing better, which I don't think is necessarily true. But I do think teams, and whether this is fair or not, a really good roster construction, 
I think they are going to use that flexibility as a huge plus for him. So I think that might be the niche he really carves out in the roster, which obviously I think there is the possibility we could do better for that. I wouldn't have done the Janovich trade personally, but I mean, clearly Shermer and Elway disagree with us on that. Well, it's okay to disagree with Shermer and Elway. Oh, I don't know about Shermer. I've never looked into his actual stuff before, but it's okay to disagree with Elway. I've been right a lot of times when Elway was was very wrong, and I take that as me being knowledgeable and not me being lucky. Mm-hmm. I mean, the thing is really outside of Beck and like how he's going to be used as a running back, there's not really too much like controversy with the running back picks. Like Gordon and Lindsay, obviously, there's no way that they're not going to be on the roster. And really with Freeman... I mean, at the start of training camp, there was like that, oh, Bellamy might might take his role, but it's been kind of clear as, as the training camp's gone on that that's not going to happen. So there's like there's the, the running... potential of, of Cox as a fullback, or this at least playing true. fullback. Yeah. So I guess that from there is that, do we think Beck's... I mean, okay, unrelated from the podcast, is Cox a good fullback? Or, like, how has he been doing in that role? Because I do not know about that. From reports, it seems like he's a really strong guy with a lot of uh, forward power. Mm. Not a bad blocker, not terrible out of the backfield. I, I, like, I'm thinking maybe another um, C.J. Anderson kind of type. But, I, you know, I'm only using that because it's a, it's a familiar comparison. I'm not saying that yeah. I think he would replicate anything C.J. Anderson did his height here yeah see that would um i guess, yeah, I think then the question there is is cox ability as a runner is that like more valuable to, to the team than um than beck's role as a tight end if they're if he's not a huge upgrade over him blocking wise oh, we're talking about tight ends uh, yeah. we're talking about tight ends i don't know what to do i mean honestly i'm willing to admit i'm not too informed on the the um running back room this year i haven't been paying too too much attention to that and i've not really been paying attention to jeremy cox so it's going to be the pattern pine of we us talking about something and then you going like well i don't know anything about this (laughs) hopefully not um so i guess kind of with this i'm going to kind of deflect to smarter football heads on this and from it they they, a lot of them really do seem convinced that beck is a lock for the not a lock for the roster but will get that fourth tight end spot. Yeah. Wide receivers. Wait, Rock, did you have anything to add or, or, or a whole spiel to give? Because we just talked a lot. Um, no. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> uh, did you want to move on to wide receivers then? Uh, yeah, that sounds good. All right, well, let me read Aaron's out. Uh, At the moment, Aaron has Sutton, Judy, Hamler, Hamilton, and Patrick. So he's only carrying five. Ooh. Which means, oh, he must, like, he's got to be assuming that Hamilton's going to be returning punts. Yeah. I'm taking six. I wouldn't do that, especially given that he's got a hamstring. And is is it the same leg that he had the hamstring injury that kept him out of the combine? I believe so. Nobody trusts you, Pine. <laughs> Which is that is, <laughs> that is something like uh, I don't I don't like having a second round pick do do uh, punt returning especially. But I also know that Aaron doesn't like that idea. I'm mm-hmm. starting to think Aaron might have cranked this out like 
speedily to have something to talk about and maybe even a while ago and then wanted to update it recently and just handed it to me because he's yeah. busy and I'm not. But Aaron, mm. this is the how I'm going to judge you. I would say personally, I took Deontay Spencer uh, on my roster as the sixth wide receiver. I don't know, Rox, who did you carry? Yeah, I have Spencer. Um, yeah, I don't think you can go, especially given the in- injury, I don't think you can go without Spencer at the moment. Yeah. I would say, I mean, I would hope kind of towards the end of the season, because I really do think Spencer right now would just be on the roster as a return as a returning specialist. I would hope that that one of Hamler or Hamilton is, is able to take that role on in the future. I kind of agree with you. I would not want a second round pick to be playing um, for Turner. Cause I mean like, and that's a common thought around the league. I don't know if that with like the chiefs a while back with Tyree kill. Cause he was one of the best uh, returners, but obviously he's much more valuable than that. And they switched to somebody else just cause I mean, you're getting a downgrade there, but the security of not having, um, Hill on those risky plays is a lot better, but I would kind of hope that later on we would be able to take that six wide receiver spot and give that to one of Tyree Cleveland or Jawan Winfrey, who I have both of them on the squad right now. You have Winfrey? Um, more so Winfrey, Cleveland. What has Winfrey done to deserve the spot for you? Explain Not yourself. Much. Defend yourself. I Prepare I had yourself. Ahead of them on terms of the ones I would give, like the roster spot to like say like somebody else gets hurt, we have a six spot. I would give it to Cleveland first over Winfrey. I had kind of Winfrey as my second, uh, is my one behind that because I really do not like much of the other wide receivers we have on us currently. Wait, so is this is is Winfrey on your starting day roster? No. Okay, so he's just somebody you would you would carry in the hopes that one day he could become something that isn't hurt. No, I would go with Cleveland ahead of him. I have one for you. I have both of them on my practice squad right now. All right. Um, any, any, any from from either guest? Any kind of a Hamilton or Patrick upsets? Are they on everyone's roster? I don't see how anyone could really replace Patrick because I don't think we really have any other like outside wide receivers and hamilton has been doing really well at camp so yeah i think the idea would be at the moment yeah tim patrick seems to be picking up where he left off which is a pretty decent receiver when he's not hurt um Mm -hmm. i would imagine cleveland is was drafted specifically to take over his job yeah and i don't see it happening i don't see him like not being on the or i don't see Patrick not being on the roster uh, day one, but I imagine if he gets hurt again, which he might, because he's hurt a lot, uh, Cleveland will be the first one coming in to replace him. Yeah. I also, this is like kind of an idea I've been floating. I don't think this happens, or if it happens, it would have happened already, but I also have been thinking about the idea of, of potentially one of Patrick or Hamilton being traded at some point this season. I think Hamilton would definitely be much more likely for that, because Hamilton because uh, Patrick has a bit as much more of a niche as we've been saying on this offense. There's not really a w- wide receiver that can take on that role. Whereas with Hamilton, we did kind of draft Hamley to take to take that role on in the future. So if a team like, for example, the Patriots, uh, with the, the news of the Sanu release, were to float like a like a fourth or a fifth round pick around, I, I'd be wondering if Elway would be willing to bite on that. Hmm. I really doubt you're getting a 
a fourth round pick for Hamilton. Oh yeah, no, absolutely not a fourth. Wait, he I was feel a like fourth round pick, wasn't he? Yeah, you're not getting, like you're not getting would... equivalent exchange there. I feel like we could we would only get that if it's a really late fourth round pick, but I feel like a fifth would be the likelihood there. I don't even know about it because he's he's been so up and down. He would need to have like if if by the deadline he's had a really really good season, I can see them parting with him uh, for maybe something like a fifth. Yeah, um, but but oh no, yeah, I would have to imagine this would be a deadline trade. I can't imagine um, right now that they that they would move on from him with Hamler's injury. All right. Any any final words on wide receivers or full words anymore? I think so. Wide receiver, like the first four really are seem kind of set. Um, and then the last two right there, just got the Hamilton and Spencer, those feel like kind of certainties right now, just with the uh, abilities of our other wide receivers and what they could bring to the offense. Yeah, it doesn't really seem like anyone can really replace them right now yeah it's a lot of it's 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 fun to have a lot of like it's not even mystery it feels like a sure thing but a lot of inexperience at the at the Mm -hmm. position it's fun to be young yeah i feel like the only way we could get like a change with this would be hamler coming uh, back at earlier than expected and performing well but i feel like really outside of that i think our wide receivers are set tight end though that is where it gets interesting kind of (laughs) all right let's do tight end so i carried four and a half tight ends really five because i have beck on the roster more so for his height his abilities as a tight end than his abilities as a fullback although honestly it's the flexibility um i mean font vanit and akugbanum are locks uh really i think Akub Bunham, I don't think it was really going to have much of a role this year, just given how, like, how difficult tight end is generally positioned to pick up and, um, and just kind of the amount of depth we have at it right now. I think kind of the plan for him is to kind of learn this year and maybe he carves out a niche in the future as, as a red zone threat. Um, then at, I don't like that signing, but with the amount of money we have in him, very we're not going to cut him. And then Font obviously is Font. I mean, that's just not happening. But for the other two, I did keep Jake Butt on the roster. I'm interested if any of you two did that as well. I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm ignoring Aaron's paper. Um, mm-hmm. I think they're not going to, and I think they'll be wrong for it. Um, I think it would be the ideal if they're going to Aaron's in the Aaron's in the in the dock file. I see him. Uh, he's got his little pink cursor. He's moving around. Um, I think it would it should be Fant, Aquagbanum, um, Butt, and then like let Vanit and Beck fight fight it out for uh, whoever is the best blocking tight end. And I honestly don't weird. care. And I'm, you know, I don't care about the money they invested in Vanette. They mm-hmm. are obviously going to. Because I more or less got confirmation of what it was when um, Eric Dalala did his AMA a couple weeks ago, where he said mm-hmm. Fant, Vanette, and uh, Okwebunam are all fairly certain to make the roster, given their either draft status or money they've guaranteed. 
and mm. that the team is really, really high on quote unquote the versatility of Beck. Yeah. Uh, and they he said that but will likely be their veteran on on the practice squad, which I think is dumb because I kind of either said or alluded to earlier, I don't think the versatility Beck brings is worth the roster spot. I don't think he's a terribly good run blocker. I don't think he's a threat in any capacity in the passing game. And I haven't seen him do anything particularly well other than not be covered when everybody else was out on the field um, a couple Mm -hmm. times. And what the potential Jake Butt brings you is kind of, according to camp, he's been great. Uh, But, you know, not a great blocking tight end, but somebody who's going to be constantly open in that... um, Who's the Cowboys, the longtime tight end of the Cowboys? Who's on the Raiders uh, now? Witten. Oh, yeah, Witten. Witten. I feel like he could be that, that really good, always kind of open at the first down marker kind of guy for you. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's far more valuable than having, even if Beck was a decent fullback or H-back role, I feel like in a Shermer o- offense, what Buck but could potentially bring to the table is more valuable than what Beck could, even if Beck was better than I think he is. This is great for a second, because I get to correct you on a pronunciation this time. Tell me. Uh, but I put it in general. Uh, how to pronounce Okuebunum. Okuebunum. And pronounce it how I said it. I don't remember how you pronounced it. I just remember was it Okuebunum? Yes. All right. Well, we'll figure it out. We'll 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 find out once 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 he has his meet the media thing. I I got it from his Twitter. He has it in his description how to pronounce it. So now you've put me in the position of questioning your ability to read. Because <laughs> I know I know you can read. I know you can read. But I also have heard you say Bobsy mm-hmm. a dozen times over several uh, guest spots here. I'm just committed at this point. So I don't even know. You could be trolling me, and it would be a high-level troll. You anyway, can check his theory now. <laughs> uh, Rock, what do you think of the tight ends more so than what anybody has already said when we were talking about uh, backs? Um, I think Butt will make the roster because Fant will be put out more in the slot because Hamler is injured. And I just think Butt is a lot better of a receiving tight end than Vanette is. So, My man. That's correct. Now tell me about the disappointment part where I know we disagree. About what? About Beck. Tell me about how Beck's on your roster. No Beck's on the roster. Wait, you already told me because you said he was an H-back. Oh, I'm an idiot. I forgot. I was already preempting myself to, to have this potential argument, and I, I assumed malice on my own part and became malicious in my attempt. But so you, hmm? You go, sorry. So, so Rock, you've got, uh, who? Who is all on there? Because you said bet, but, and I fully support you. And you said not Vanit, and I fully support you. Does that mean, uh, Fant, uh, whatever Albert's last name is? And, um, who else? Well, I have Vanette on the roster, but I'm saying, like, when Fant is put out wide, that that'll be put in. On like receiving downs. Hmm. I mean, I'm cool with that. As long as Butt's on the roster, I kind of feel good. I don't really care. Like, I don't want Beck to be the replacement for Butt. But if you can somehow finagle Beck into being a fullback and let me still have Butt on the roster, I'm I'm cool. 
I personally just took the five tight ends. Um, I I have Font, Van, and uh, Okuye Boonham. And then I also have Beck and Butt both on the roster. I think, yeah. I think, um, like as we've been saying, I do think Butt is a bit more more valuable than the practice squad. I think if he did end up in the practice squad, I think teams would just, would, I think he would get snatched there. I think, it, like, as we've been saying, I think just Butt offers us a lot more outside of Font, who's the best receiving tight end on this hypothetical roster. And I think he would just be a good fit with that. I I have Fumagalli on the practice squad, but honestly, I think I it was very close between him and Fort. I think that those two, though, are just not going to... I don't think they have a chance in hell. Um, they stay hurt. Yeah. All right. Um, we wrapping up tight ends. We got any more to say? Yeah, that was surprisingly less controversial than I was expecting. Well, I kept hyping it up before the show of how contentious my opinions about Beck were, and then I, then you guys got early with Beck, and now I've mm. made a fool of myself. Mm. Mission successful, then. Are we though? Are we done with uh? Are we done with tight ends? Can we move on? I don't have anything else to say. I guess Rocky got anything. No, that's it. All right. Rock, why don't you start us off with uh, your full offensive line? Okay, I have Cushenberry, Schlotman, Reisner, Glasgow, Moody, Bowles, Dotson, Wilkinson, and Anderson. I have the exact same nine. Aaron has included Jake Rogers. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, oh. See, this is, this is Aaron's, and I'll go by position and depth. So left tackle, Bowles, Rogers, Anderson. Uh, left guard, Reisner, Moody. Center, Cushenberry, Morris. Uh, right guard, Glasgow, and Schlotman. Right tackle, Dotson, and Wilkinson. Mm. I, uh, I do not agree with the depth picks. I think the Bowles, if he gets injured, I think his backup is almost certainly going to be Wilkinson. I do not like Jake Rogers on the roster. I he was awful last year and I don't see any reason why he he would turn that around this year. Um Wilkinson is not a great player, but the the coaching staff for some reason loves him and last year we had that little tidbit that he was he was a back on all five position lines. I don't I don't think of the offensive tackles we have too many that could really step in at left tackle effectively. I would honestly include Wilkinson there, but I think he has a better chance at that at that position. Although, really, I don't think Bowles gets injured. I, he has not missed any time through the seasons. I think he's just bad. I don't. I don't think Morris makes the roster over Schlotman. I think even even out terms of just him getting outplayed uh, by by Schlotman and then by Cushenberry recently. I don't think he has exactly made himself a uh, many friends um, in on the Broncos roster right now. Um, and then I also do not think Calvin Anderson is at all able to transfer his abilities to left tackle. I think if we have him on the roster, we're having him at, as depth at right tackle. And I, I do think he has a, a, a chance there, not a particularly high chance, but I think he has a chance to stick at right tackle on depth line in the future. And I mean, honestly, uh, Munichak has had success in the past with undrafted um, 
players. So there is always a possibility we can turn them into something, but I would not be holding out hope for that. I do not think Rogers or Morris will make the roster. Hmm. Rock, you got contentions, beliefs, predictions, hopes? Uh, no, I feel just about the same. Um, that Aaron is wrong, and we all can hold hands and agree on this. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so so this is the this is game day starting. W- what do you guys think next year is going to look like, given that all of the weirdness of the offensive line? I am honestly kind of think Bulls might get re-signed. I don't think for much. I think there's a possibility that we do bring him back. So um, can I, you, if he doesn't get signed for much, that to me means two things. For a starting caliber left tackle, he was willing to take a large discount. Or yeah, he was bad. shitty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and both of those are not great. Yeah, I think... I mean, what, it, also, what do you think, what do you think comes back for cheap means like what what give me a number that is cheap for a starting left tackle a left tackle number is not like cheap as in he's going to take that minimum Mm -hmm. um let me check the uh how much how much left tackles get get paid because his his uh his fifth year option i think would have been about 11 million yeah they declared that which that was personally i would have picked that up um, yeah, considering his injury history and that there's no uh, there's no penalty for cutting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then like worst thing that worst thing that happens is we don't is we don't pick it up. He's awful. But I think having that flexibility there is something we should have kept. I would say if we signed him for like cheapish, I'm kind of looking up like players like um like Chris Hubbard, George Font, somewhere in that between nine million and seven million. I think that's what the team would want. I think that really then then comes down to do other teams view Bulls as a starting tackle because if they do, he's going to get more than that, even if it's not deserved. Offensive, um, quality offensive linemen, and I I say quality in quotes. They're they're going to go for more than they than they really deserve. Um, but I do think the Broncos have a, have a stronger opinion on him than the other teams would in the situation, and but more so, what I would be concerned with if I was LA. Uh, would just be the the um potentially of having to start two brand new tackles. I would want to bring one back, and I and I think Wilkinson is a much worse player or Dotson um at right tackle than Bulls is at left tackle in their current position. Brock, what do you think about the future of the line? Um, yeah, I think they'll probably sign someone in free agency like that. I guess we can hope. And dream and pray and wish and see yeah. that Elway. Okay, well, any final thoughts on the offensive line and the depth? Completely unrelated. This isn't on the podcast. I just want to mention this because I was proud of this. Uh, in my Madden franchise, I traded Graham Glasgow to the Jaguars for Jawan Taylor, and I'm very proud of that trade. Did they just literally have nobody? Uh, they literally, they literally had nobody there, and uh, what what happened was Glasgow got injured during the season, so I had to, so I started Matane Moody, and until he got injured, in which case Glasgow took over, and he 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 was just doing much worse. I was like, okay, I don't need Glasgow anymore. I was like, let's see what tackle we can get. What do you guys think of Moody? Like, what do you think of his future? How soon does his Broncos future come? Because that's a, I thought that was an interesting pick, given the Reisner success last year and the Glasgow signing to take a guard. I think it's all dependent upon his injuries. 
I think if he manages to not get injured, I think he, I think in the next couple of years, I could see him taking Glasgow's spot and us moving on from him. If he doesn't get injured, we're keeping Glasgow. Uh, we're going to keep Glasgow uh, our interior intact. Rock, what do you think of Moody? Yeah, that's pretty much the same. Just like see if he is healthy, and if he is, then that's pretty great. And we have like a guard that we don't have to draft or sign after Glasgow. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate it. I just it feels weird to have like a three-year plan with a draft pick that isn't a quarterback from the seventh round. You know, actually, uh, I guess if 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 it works quickly, they could move Glasgow, I suppose, uh, for some capital. All right, well that's it. So let's have the let's have the pal- palate cleanser, the sorbet between this. Everybody agree, McManus, Sam Martin, and Jacob Bobbinmoyer. Yep. Uh, yeah. All right. All right. Let's move on to the defensive line. My favorite part of roster construction. Let me read Aaron's, and I'll 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 give you the position and the depth. Um, mm-hmm. So, left end, Jarrell Casey, Demarcus Walker, DT, Shelby Harris, McTelvin Ajim. Right end, Draymond Jones, Mike Purcell. Mm. Uh, I'm going to the whole thing. I'm doing the line. Well, oh no. Okay, no, we'll just do those. We'll do linebackers as a whole group, maybe. I'll do what I want. Let's talk about that then. So we've got we've got Jarrell Casey, Demarcus Walker, Shelby Harris, McTelvin Ajim, Draymond Jones, Mike Purcell. Why is he starting Mike Purcell as a defensive end and not a tackle? Well, he's not that starting, is... first off. He's depth behind Draymond Jones. Okay. But it, it does appear as if he just picked six players and put them across the the three positions yeah i was like gonna say with that uh he is not at all a uh a defensive end he is a he's a nose tackle Mm. i mean so i kind of have the same as him except the sixth spot i have christian covington over demarcus walker um i just i think he's just lost favor with the coaching staff i can't imagine that they're too enthralled to keep him yeah, Kohler doesn't like him. Yeah. I think uh, for the starting, I think Jarrell Casey, Shelby Harris, and Mike Purcell is, is the line I have starting. I know uh, I, t- I was talking with, with uh, DeBronx during the, fa- um, the fantasy draft. Uh, we're both really big fans of, um, of uh, what's his name, um, of Draymond Jones. I think there is the possibility that he, he usurps uh, Harris in terms of snap counts towards the end of the year. But I kind of, um, I kind of imagine him and uh, Ajim are just going to be depth right now. Yeah, I, that starting lineup is uh, interesting for Aaron. Rock, who you got? Um, I have Walker on my roster just because I still have hope for him. He I, had. I like also a... have hope for him, but it's mostly sympathy because I think he was fucked over by the coaching staff. Yep. Yeah, he had some like pretty good games last year, and I just think he can still like maybe be a good defensive end one day. Maybe that second round pick won't disappear. Do we think that Shelby Harris will actually generate pressures instead of uh, being able to bat down balls this year? 
Maybe. I think kind of like across the linebackers and the uh, and the defensive line, I think there is going to be more pressures generated because there's more um, bodies there, better bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. That, so I think like kind of like across the board we're going to, but I I don't know if if Shelby Harris is going to get like a massive increase outside of that. I really think we're gonna we're gonna see that that pressure with with Casey. And then when when he's playing, I think Draymond Jones is going to be generating a lot of pressure. Um, cool. Now we've got the outside linebackers. Ooh, I did the linebackers kind of just as a group. I think hmm, maybe. I it's still weird. Fangio does like to drop them a little bit more frequently, but often it's prudent just to count them in with the D line. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the outside linebackers, does anyone think Von Miller is not going to be on the team? Does anyone think Bradley Chubb isn't going to be at least penciled in as a starter? And didn't they say recently that um, uh, Malik Reed and Jamara Adichow are going to be the backups? I need you to repeat. <laughs> I need you to repeat that second name for me. Uh, Adichow? I don't know how to pronounce it. The whole name. 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 Just give it to me, Pine. Give me the whole name again. Jeremiah Adichow? Okay, <laughs> Yeah, it's Jeremiah Tachio. Tachio, Jeremiah Atencio, gotcha. Yeah, Atencio. Yeah, Atacha, uh God damn it. Atachio <laughs> got praised even as recently as today from Fangio and has consistently been like the the person to be backing up either either side really, but mostly Chubb just because he was there so much last year. Reed last year had a lot of offs or preseason hype. But it didn't translate as well as Atachu's did, or not his yeah. hype. But the hype he got didn't translate as well as Atachu's play did last year. Mm-hmm. But is Justin Hollins ever going to be, or is Justin Hollins ever going to have a home on this defense? Justin Hollins on my roster ended up being my fifty-fourth player. Um, I think. See the. Th- Thing is, I I thought he was a pretty good chance at the uh, at the roster until the Mark Barron signing, but we have not been hearing great things about his um about his abilities at inside linebacker, and I cannot imagine that he's going to be able to um to wiggle away a backup role from uh, uh from Jeremiah Adichow or Malik Reed. I kind of think there is the chance that he turns things around, but I think that is a spot better fit for him on the practice squad. I think if, if this, I think he would be in this case, the, the, with us being able to bring up two players from the practice squad um, for game day, I would have him kind of there. I think I have him and, um, and Demarcus Walker, Derek Tuska, if they clear uh, waivers, I think those are both kind of my, like we, we're going to we'll promote them. Uh, during game day, depending upon it. Although honestly, that I think that fifty fourth and fifty fifty fifth player is going to be very dependent upon uh, how the team is looking injury wise or just play wise. Um, and injuries could be could both be actual injuries, and that could also just be coronavirus. But I think Hollins has a much better spot on the practice squad than he would as a player uh, right now. Rocky got anything there? Um, I think they'll keep four outside linebackers, and I think Hollins will make it, and uh, Tusco will be on the practice squad. Who does Hollins take out of uh, Atashu and Reed, then? Uh, oh, I just have five 
uh, outside linebackers on my roster. Okay. I, I thought you said four. Let's see. All right. Well, we kind of all agree on that then. Let's see. Inside uh, linebacker. Inside linebacker. The most fun one every year. Mm-hmm. So uses to spend draft capital, uh, high draft capital on those. Well, this year he tried. They they mm-hmm. were uh, they tried to they tried to jump back into the first for um for queen. yeah for queen yeah so this is I think kind of the position that's been kind of like upended the most recently with the um with Stranad getting injured I had um Stranad making the roster pretty easily I I really fifth, uh, fifth round picks recently have been making the roster a lot and but even outside of that I think uh Stranad is a very good player um I think. He is every bit the as good of a um the got held back by injuries as Matane Moody is, but obviously he's injured. That's not happening this year. So for the four I had were Alexander Johnson, Todd, um, and then Todd Davis as our starters, all reliable. <laughs> but then for the backups, I have Josie Jewell and Mark Barron. I think Collins. I think like there was like uh they were talking about how the roster is really not set yet. I think one of those positions is the, the fourth linebacker. I think that is still between Hollins and Barron right now. But I think just kind of given my really distrust of Hollins as an inside linebacker, I think Barron gets that spot. But I do think this is one of the weaker position uh, position groups depth-wise across the roster. And so something we're going to have to be like, they're going to have to be uh, paying attention to in the offseason, whether that be through a draft pick. But I do think even signing a, a veteran in – um free agency might be to go there um i think davis becomes a unrestricted free agent after this year i believe so as well is this the year where they finally move on from him not finally as in that's a good thing just because they've they've they've, uh he always finds a way to get a starting spot yeah probably (laughs) hmm davis is so unfairly maligned by so many people because he had pretty bad 2016 yeah i think so that that really has sucked for him because he's been an above average coverage linebacker and i think Mm. people think that there's such a thing as shut down linebackers there's not a linebacker on earth who's going to like follow travis kelsey when he's lined up out wide and running 40 yards down the field Mm. uh that's they i think a lot is misattributed to to things that would probably need to be on the safeties or even the corners a lot of the time. Yeah. Davis might come back. I think Davis might come back if we keep having all of this instability and, and injury. They might give Davis another contract. Maybe. Um, I think if Strad wasn't injured, I honestly, I was honestly thinking that he might be able to wrestle away the starting spot um, like by the end of the season. But I don't think that's... I don't even think uh, he'll be in, in the running for... For starting next year, just with the injury, but um, but and part partially kind of just I feel like a, la- a lack of trust with him to not get injured in the future because he did have an injury concerns in, in college. Um, but yeah, I think I do think Davis. I I do agree. There's I think there's a chance that they bring, that they bring him back, but I do think they will be looking if if we're very high in the draft. I know one of my favorite prospects for us is uh is um. Micah Parsons is. I think he could he'd be a very good fit with us, but obviously it's it's just too early with that now. I think that's really just going to be how they play and um, 
throughout the year. Rock, do you think they bring Corey Nelson back again? <laughs> um, probably not. He seems to be a favorite. Well, what do we think? Any more thoughts on the inside linebacker? Nope. We're down to the we're down to the secondary then, and Completely we just got idea. we just got cornerback news just before recording. Yep. Isaac Yadam traded to the New York Giants for a seventh rounder. Watch as I make this third round pick disappear. <laughs> yeah, that's uh Elway turned a three into a seven. It's a higher number, so it means it's better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I imagine a lot of people are going to tell me or just say in general that a seven is better than nothing. Mm-hmm. Cool. It's cool at the straw man I just made. And was glib towards. So, we've got cornerbacks. Who makes it? This is a this is a lot of a lot of question marks and a lot of inexperience going into the season with this group. Who do we think makes it? Rock. Who who are the cornerbacks of this year's future? I think Boye Callahan. I think Bosby will start at like nickel. Ojemudia, Dawson, and Devontae Harris. And I only have Dawson making it because Cody Rourke said nice things about him. So I agree with Bouye, Callahan, and Bobzy as the starters, and then Ojemudia is just he's going to make the roster being a third-round pick. And I think he has the chance to usurp Bobzy later on. I think he had more of a chance with, uh, before the injury, but I, I still think he does have that. I think he's a very good fit into in Bangio's defense. I had uh, Essing uh, Basie. I don't know how to pronounce that last name. Uh Basay, I had him uh, making it over Duke Dawson. Um, I didn't. I I had this before um, we, we got the news he was playing with the ones, but this kind of just confirms it for me. In in my own world, um, for the sixth spot, I have Harris on the roster right now. But this was an idea I wanted to bring up. I I know I mentioned this before we started recording, but I if I am uh, Fangio in LA, I am poking around and seeing if we can get Prince Amukamara for very cheap. Uh, as that spot, I think less so from a um, less so from like oh we just need a veteran's presence there presence there because that's an overrated concept and even besides that we have Bouye and Callahan, but more so I think he's a upgrade over Devonte Harris, and I think he's a lot more certain, a lot more of a certainty than Harris is because Harris was a very questionable player last year. Um, I. I know you were mentioning um, that he did get benched for Yadam at the end of the year, and I mean, he traded Yadam for a seventh. So I think I wouldn't expect them to sign him, but I think there's a chance with that. And I think, especially with, with the, the Yadam news, that there's more of a chance now than there was like an hour or so ago. <laughs> I don't agree. I don't feel like they're going to bring in another body at this point, especially the reports that uh, Bassey is getting first team reps. In the nickel, and presumably that means either Callahan's out wide, or they have plans for. Uh, I'm assuming Bosby. Um, mm-hmm. it's just so late in the season, or it's so late and and close to the I, words based on time are eluding me. It's so mm-hmm. close to the season, and it's already a truncated off season. I don't yeah. feel like they're just going to 
I don't. I, I feel like they're probably going to roll and not get a Ojimu. Not Ojimu. Damn it! Why is this ruining me? Why can't I speak words? Um, Prince Amukamara. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I don't think they do good. I just wanted to bring it up because I thought it was interesting. All right. All right. Uh, that'll be the most interesting thing for me going forward. We'll see how they handle stuff in the next year or two. Uh, so you're going to have a lot of names off the books and uh, a lot of shakeup. I feel like there's a chance, like in two years, not one of these players, apart from maybe Ojemudia, is on mm. this team. Yeah. I think I think there's a chance Ojemudia and uh, Basay, but I mean, Bouye and Callahan, even though they are the starters right now, they're not extremely young players. <laughs> Yeah, aging and uh, sometimes hurt. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I do think we're going to be getting a lot of upheaval there. I think um, Ojemudia has a chance to kind of carve out a role as a as a long-term starter for us. I think specifically if um, if we do keep um, uh, Vic Fangio as head coach for a while. But outside of that, there, you, we really are looking at uh, potentially – Three and three to five years needing to get two different uh, different starters. That's uh, I think that that would be something we we really do need to be looking at in in the draft. I, there is a lot of strong options there. Um, obviously, kind of we'll see it. It is it's too early to start like naming names, but I think corner is going to be like a highly um, it's going to be a high pick kind of regardless of of how well uh, uh, Bouye and uh, Callahan are doing. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of lack of depth, we've got the safeties. Can you, can both of you at the top of, off the top of your head, name two safeties on the team that aren't starting? That uh, aren't Trey Martin or Elijah oh. oh, wait, don't you have pieces of paper in front of you telling you? Damn it. Yes. Uh, I could have named that, named that outside of it, but I do in fact have pieces of paper. I thought I had such a clever little thing. Mm-hmm. But I asked you guys to write down your players and keep them in front of you for this. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Justin Simmons, Kareem Jackson, does do either of you think that they will not be the starters? They're the best starting duo. Why would we? Why would we change it? That is true. So you've got, I assume, Pine. You've got Trey Marshall and Elijah Holder as your backups. Yeah, I debated Douglas Coleman for a little bit over Holder, but is Coleman or Locke from Texas? Coleman's I don't from Texas Tech. Okay. Is but... he was he the one with the uh, all the interceptions? Yeah, he had like eight. That's good. All right. What do you guys think of that and the future? Because that also age and uncertainty abound in the safety grouping. Practice squad. <laughs> I mean, we could have a whole episode over uh, over Simmons and his future with the Broncos. I think we probably do resign him next year i i would have said contract yeah (laughs) yeah yes um i think elway was well obviously was cheap but i do think i do think they got spooked by the by the idea of the uh there being a significant cap difference next uh next year with the covid concerns but i would say with that like there is a lot of veteran presence on the, on this roster. I would be moving on from before moving uh before making Simmons a cap casualty. Mm-hmm. 
And I do think they view him as one of those. I just think it, it was, it, I think there was a multi, like, this was just kind of like an unfortunate storm this year for why it didn't get done. But I do who, think that they, sorry, you go. Oh, uh, who's the highest profile player you would be willing to part with to save Justin Simmons? Uh, uh, Casey. All right. Uh, All right. No, um, no. I, I know some, I would say Casey would be my, fir- my, my first one partially uh, just because I think there's the, 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 uh, a very good possibility that that Draymond Jones makes himself like you you can't not start him. Um, so I'm all, I think that would be that he'd be taken over for Harris. But honestly, if if push comes to shove, I would not I would not say that uh that uh moving on from Jarrell Casey would be a bad move there. Honestly, even Bouye, I I would cons- I would consider being like yeah, he's great and all, but but Simmons, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think I think really the only the only like high profile player that we could make a cap casualty that I would not for Simmons would be Von Miller, and that's um cause, and I know some people have floated that idea, mostly not Broncos fans, just kind of like um, other ones like uh, 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 trading for him, and part part of that is just from a, a I still think he's one of he's a one of the best outside linebackers in the game right now. And also, I think out of out of respect for Von Miller and what he's done with the team, I cannot imagine um, Eloy and would just make him a cap casualty or send him off to another team without him wanting that. Rock, what do you think of safeties? Oh, uh, pretty good. I'm a bit worried about Kareem Jackson and how old he is, but he hasn't really showed any signs of slowing down. And I think his last game was the Houston game where he, like, just destroyed their offense that was, was a great it, was a was great it the time. game but yeah he he's still pretty good so i don't know i think that's the entire roster i think we did it boys we did it hmm. cool <laughs> i guess well, there we could briefly talk about practice squad okay so you've done this before pine Yes. Were you clawed for a little extra time, and you ended up getting about forty-five minutes? Mm-hmm. I'm um, right now setting a timer mm-hmm. for two hundred seconds. Okay. And I am okay. muting your mic, no matter what happens. Okay. Just a second. Oh, I'm getting started now. While you get that set up. Okay. You go for the first. For the practice squad, I think a lot of this really is practice squad is kind of impossible to predict outside of people getting claimed. So, I kind of uh, went for players that let's say ideal worlds nobody uh, nobody puts any any claims in. We get our choice of our players, um, kind of a balance of offense because a lot of this is the, the, these are going to have to be uh, players that potentially will get called up to the starting starting lineup. Um, so I I ch- uh, saved uh, the running backs Levante Bellamy and Jeremy Cox. I think they both have a lot of options. I think they both. You, they have the chance to develop. Um, wide receiver Tyree Cleveland, who of of the players is one of the ones I would bring up to the roster next uh, on on the fifty three, and then also Juwan Winfrey, and then a tight end. I, I tight end really I didn't really want to say much, but I think Troy Fumagalli has a should be there just with injury concerns. I think it's between really him and Austin for it, and then offensive alignment Hunter Watts, 
Uh, him or Jake Bailey or Patrick Morris could have the spot. Morris could be the one veteran presence there. But I think we really did not invest at all in a tackle. I think getting that is more important than our interior, which we do have uh, strength there. And then, like, I know we signed that dude off of the, uh, the Saints practice squad, but we just got him recently, and we've had Watts since the beginning. Um, Demarcus Walker, if he clears waivers, we should absolutely try and keep him. I don't think he does that. I think some team is going to, is going to pick him up. Uh, and then Derek Puzka. Derek Puzka is a player I wish I could kind of sneak onto onto the fifty three, but I I mean there's just we just our our starters and backups are so clearly set there it's just not going to happen. And then finally I Duke Dawson and Douglas Coleman. I'm not too too invested in those players being on the practice squad. I think if we're able to get them we we, we keep them there. There you go. All right. You did it with uh, 80 seconds left. Rock, you can have as much time as you want to talk about the practice squad if you can. Thank you. Um, I don't think I have much to really add. Um, uh, no, not really. Um, I have Hinton and Brown making the practice squad at wide receiver just because I think Fred Brown is pretty good and I don't know, Hinton is just he just got some reps at uh, returner, so I guess he's just there just in case Spencer somehow gets injured too. And we obviously wouldn't use, like, Judy to return Hunt, so I don't know. That's about it. I don't have anything. Aaron didn't write anything. I don't have anything. Well, I think we did it, boys. I think we completed an episode in probably, for this podcast, record time. Let's go. <laughs> Let's fucking go indeed. Um, any parting words? Anything you want to plug? Anybody got stuff they want to send out into the world and, and have the 12 people who listen to this know about it? Uh, I mean, if, like, if I read an article, the thing is the 12 people that, that listen to this will already have known about it, so they'll post it on the subreddit. That is so, very true. Um, so, no, n- nothing for me. Rock, you got anything you want to promote, plug, endorse? Just tell us how much you enjoy. Um, no, I don't really have anything. So, all right. Well, that's uh, that's that's it for me. I don't have. Uh, we don't have the disembodied head of Chris to, to send us off. Mm-hmm. I miss him. 